Okay, so um, I'm a bit nervous now. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, okay, so hi everybody. This is Angelique again. I'm here with my lovely friend Brooke. Hello, hello. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell them what it is. What it is. What it is. What it is. <laughs> hi, I am Brooke. Um, I am from San Antonio, Texas. Whoa. Yes, San Antonio, Austin area. Mm-hmm. Um. And I moved to Miami last September to come be a part of VU College um, and do their leadership program. Yeah. I'm a little too old for the actual college, you know. <laughs> I'm thirty now. I'm thirty-one, but um, yeah, I have been fighting Lyme disease for the past ten years. I've had it for twenty-three years. Um, was undiagnosed for a lot of that. And um, I'm just I'm I'm a trauma survivor. <laughs> I'm a Lyme survivor. I don't know. I'm 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 a survivor. Pretty much. And um, I'm just really grateful to be here and grateful that you asked me to do this. Of course, of course. So okay, so today, guys, we're basically just going to be talking. Well, not just. We're going to be talking about trauma mm. and. I want to say the good and bad side to it because a lot of trauma that we go through God uses it always for his glory so there's a good side to it at least you know it's it's for something but also the bad side the healing the the processing Mm -hmm. the responses all of it we are gonna get down and into it so I first want to ask Brooke I guess we'll just like have this like a little conversation or questionnaire. But my first question would be after going through all of that, what is one thing you were able to take away from the healing process that you wish you could have told your past self, I guess? There is no destination. Like there is a destination which is heaven, mm-hmm. but like don't focus on it. Um like the journey, fall in love with the journey. Fall in love with, like, the good days and the bad days. Um, Because there's never going to be, like, oh, I'm the epitome of health. And (laughs) I get it right every time. And I don't have PTSD. And I don't have, you know, days where I'm, like, literally, I can't get it right. Um because I think when I first started all of this I thought for sure like oh I'm gonna be healed one day um and I'm all of this is gonna be behind me and it's like (laughs) no it's not so uh definitely you know just fall in love with the process fall in love with the walk um and I still am learning how to do that I'm not very good at that yet um, I'm getting much better at it, but there are definitely days where I'm like, ah, like, <laughs> like yesterday we were supposed to do this recording yesterday, right. and I, the day before, got triggered um, at a doctor's appointment, and I could not do a dang thing um, that day or the following day, um, and and I think where I'm a lot better now is I would have been still beating myself up. For not being able to do it. Mm-hmm. Where now, I can be like, you know, I'm okay. Like, 
everything's fine. We're doing it now. Like, thank God I have people in my life that understand trauma, that understand what it's like to be triggered. And there's not just like, you know, the people I used to surround myself by like all type A's like what here <laughs> in 20 minutes and I'm like I literally don't know what time it is right now so no, yeah. I, it's it's funny you should say that I was literally discussing with a friend last night like bringing me almost to tears yeah. because it's it's the best feeling not only I love to say this but the blessing of a me too yeah. where like when someone tells you like yeah I know I've been through the same thing and it's just it, it's a true blessing it was like okay yeah I'm not alone mm. they get it yeah. as well as when God sends you these friends where you're like that wasn't love the friendship I had back then yeah. because the, they see okay I am not perfect not only am I not perfect but they like my friend said they listen to my testimony Yeah. so they understand that Angelique's not going to do these certain things or Angelique is afraid of these certain things or Angelique can't cope or do or whatever in this type of situation because of that trauma you know yeah. what I mean yeah. So it's the best. I, I love that you said bring that up because it's the best to have those friends who understand yeah. that yeah. there's. The, I got some healing to do, yeah. and I'm not gonna oh be completely healed. I'm never probably gonna get to perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. Yeah. But thank you for being there and seeing that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's like the like that's like the best feeling ever yeah. and I I'm like so glad that God brought us together because it's like yeah he gets, he gets it he gets it <laughs> he like, understands when you find a friend that holds space for you instead of like trying to fix you mm. <laughs> it's life changing and then you're like I don't want to go be with the people anymore like I don't want to be around family that's like that mm-hmm. or I, I, I just want to be able to be myself and of course like I can still laugh and have fun and be silly but like some days I need somebody to just shut up and And listen listen to me and and some days and I think I have friends now that will that are aware I don't want him I I don't want to me to like it's beautiful and I love I love most of the time I'm like yes like we're on the same page. You get we're it. Moving, we're grooving, but then sometimes it's like, yeah, but let my my experience be my own experience, and you don't under, understand every single aspect of it because even twins that grow up in the same household, their experiences are not the same, and so um, even finding friends that are like, you know, knowing when I'm having one of those days. Like, oh, this is a really bad day. Right. <laughs> like, we just need to let her, like, do her own process right now. Um, so, there, but, you know, most of the time I'm like, tell me, tell me you understand. Just give me a little bit of attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, those moments, um, I like to call it my, my little disappearing act. Mm. And I love those friends who understand, like, okay, Angelique's gone ghost. Just give her a minute. She's yeah. overstimulated. She starts her coping. She's with God. She, we know she's safe. She's yeah. good. We'll give her a minute. She'll come back and tell us what it is when it's over. Yeah. Um, so, wait, I have a question. When you're course. disappearing, is that, like, 
You're not answering text messages. Nothing. You're not. Not even on socials. Like, yeah. deactivated. Just do not disturb yeah. on all hours of the day. Mm. And for some friends, that's why I love it. Because for some friends, um, in the past, they would get frustrated with it. They would take it as you don't love me or whatever, and it's like no, I this is I'm doing it because I love you. Yeah. Because I know if I were to, <laughs> but I know if I were to stay, you know, I would just bleed all over you. Yeah. This is that mm-hmm. moment where I just need God to heal those wounds. I need God to talk to me. I need that moment with just my alone time with God. Yeah. I need that recharge. And then when I come back, I'm all happy, but I'm still going to tell you what's going on. You're right. going to see those parts of me. I'm not going to hide it, but I just I just would rather run to God and run instead of running to you. Yeah. First. Sometimes so. it's like I gotta like shut down mm-hmm. completely. Like I am running to nothing. I'm sitting watching watching TV until I can make sense of what just happened, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna journal it, and then I'm gonna get in my Bible, and then I'm gonna. Um, but I used to have such like I would get so mad at myself for those moments where I just needed to turn my brain off. Um, and I would like hate on myself, like, oh my gosh, you're sitting in front of the TV instead of like running to Jesus. And it's like, do you think that he, he's just sitting there with you. He's literally, he's just there and he's (laughs) waiting patiently. Hey, like, I know what you just walked through, what you just experienced or this overstimulation is, is too much right now, Mm -hmm. but I'm here with you. I'm holding your hand. I'm, I'm. Man, that episode sure was funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I sometimes feel like some people don't grasp. Like some Christians, I low key hate it when they're they they basically push their walk with God on you. Yeah. So like, let's say for me, I can watch a movie or whatever, and invite Holy Spirit in the room, and we're, like you said, He's there watching it with me. Yeah. And there's so many times where like. I'll put on a movie, just Holy Spirit led, whatever. I'm just like, I'm just going to sit here and not focus on anything, whatever. It's just me and the TV. And God has this way of, there will be a scene where it just touches my heart. And it's God's way of saying, I heard you. Yeah. Or, I know, I saw. Look at this scene. This is yeah. me to, this is me to you. Wow. Or, or um, see somebody else, you know, has gone through a struggle. Somebody else is probably watching this and seeing this. You know what I mean? And... I get my fill. I get my, and it leads me to go read my Bible because it's like, okay, Lord, you know, even in the smallest things, you're still there with me. I'm sitting here crying my eyes out. I don't hear anything, but I decide to watch a movie to just throw my mind off of it. And you're still like, I'm still here. Yeah. Wow. I'm still here. And it, it bothers me because some people will be like, no, it's just always read your word, read your word, read your word. And I get that daily. Read your word. Yes, of course. Eat. But there's so many other ways to encounter God. Yeah. And it's it's just the best. How boring would life be if all we did was ate? We would not, <laughs> like, we would never be hungry because all we're doing is eating. And you know, well, there was this one time my friend spoke about this where a past friend where she met this guy in, a, in the library and she met two of them. She met one guy where she was like, oh, you're Christian. He was like, yeah, I read my Bible. I go to church. I do this. Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, uh, okay, but you're, you're Christian. You know God? And he was like, yeah, I read my Bible. I go to church. And it was like a broken record. Yeah. And then the other guy, she was like, so you're Christian. He was like, yeah, but I struggle with reading my Bible. I'm, yeah. I don't know how to 
sometimes fight that urge to get up and just go to church. Um, but I do have this great relationship with God where even when I'm not in church, he still encounters me. Even when I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, he's telling the testimony raw and uncut. Like, yeah. I am a broken person, but God is still with me every step of the way. Wow, yeah. And that's what it's, it's kind of... Some people fail to realize, like, it's not about being perfect. Like, I, I've dealt with some things where I, it took me a while to even trust God. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? So, when it, I'm sorry. It's just, we tangented. We were, like, right. we were, like, going this way. And we were, like, what? And God's just, like, nope, we're going to get this out. Okay. <laughs> so... When it comes to what is one of your best coping skills that you picked up when you came to God? Besides like reading the Bible and like. Ooh. um, Coping skills. Well, (laughs) being like brutally honest, like where about where I'm at, telling people like exactly what's happening um and I don't know if that's so much like when I came to God or when I started doing when I went to trauma treatment or um when I was doing like celebrate recovery and stuff like that um I would just like I would just feel it inside of me that was like you have to talk like and I knew it was the Holy Spirit and I was like I don't want to say what I want to what I need to say like I don't want to I don't want people to think about me in a certain way or whatever. Um, and it's just become something that is so life-giving because usually when I say something that I feel like is, like, too much, mm-hmm. it's, like, that's when people come over to me and they're like, oh, my God, like, me too. <laughs> that's really like, like, I know. And I'm like, I know. I know. I did it. <laughs> It is literally how we met. Um, like, where I'm like, I want to say it, I don't want to say it, I want to say it. Okay, I'm going to say it. Um, so that's one. And then two, journaling. Um, so I have borderline personality disorder. And there's a lot of thoughts going on up in here, um, along with my PTSD and all my other ADHD, whatever, whatever. All my other letters. Um, and... Yeah, for me, writing things down, uh, writing my prayers out even. I remember I used to have the hardest time, like, praying because I couldn't stay focused. And I would, like, you know, lay in my bed, close my eyes, and pray, and then, like, hear a noise and be like, oh, what was that? You know, and take ten minutes to get back on track. Um... And so, for me, journaling my prayers has been so life-changing. Journaling, just in general, can change everything. It can really, really helps people with borderline. um, Because they're so split on so many things. Because it's stuck between their ears. It's stuck in their mind. And so, they, they struggle with, like... Is this real? Is this not real? I can't trust myself because a big part of borderline is not being able to trust yourself. So it's like you kind of write it down 
sometimes I'll share my stuff with people and it's like almost shocking because they're like, what? Like that's going on inside of there, but also like this is incredible and you need to keep sharing this stuff. And because it's so relatable, I think it's on a larger scale what so many people are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, feeling like one, feeling like one side of you is, is like on track and doing the right thing. And then there's this like other side of you that's like, I'm going to burn it all to hell. <laughs> <It's chaos>. <laughs> <laughs> my, my two problems always. <laughs> yeah. And so many people feel that it's just a little bit bigger in my head mm-hmm. because of my past. You right. know, borderline is created from the time um, four years old or younger. And, um, yeah. No, yeah. It's, it, I find it very frustrating when people downplay that. Where, like, you, I, I don't, um, you lived your life, you did your things, you know, whatever, but then it's like, okay, but me, uh, there's some things where I'm not gonna process things the same way you do. Yeah. Or I'm not gonna look at it from your perspective. Mm-hmm. I can try, but my brain's not gonna process it like you did. Yeah. Because from your trauma responses are not my trauma responses. So, like, like we were discussing earlier, some may see it as why did you freeze or why did you mm-hmm. why did you fight back? Why didn't you push? Whatever. And I'm just like the fear. Yeah. <laughs> I was I just froze. I didn't know what else to do. I saw that as a way of preserving myself. Yeah. So that leads us because I was just thinking about it earlier while I was talking to the dark part of it. Yeah. Those now that you've survived. Right. Now that we're here, those thoughts of thinking, God, you were still there. Mm-hmm. Even when some people may think like, um, where were you in that moment? You know, where were you when that happened? And it's it's like you were there because I'm here now. Right. Do what I mean? Yeah. I have a great story on that. Um, I wasn't planning on telling this, not because I wouldn't, but mm-hmm. just because... <laughs> you work. didn't you didn't uh, uh bring it up in me but uh yeah so i uh i my my earliest abuse happened from age 4 to 11 mm-hmm. and um like a good mind does it just my mind just shut all of that down right it um just lock it away yeah it was like <laughs> tucked away in some like fair like box subconsciously way back there and um I went and was in a treatment center for um four and a half months and about 45 days in I it all came like flushing like running back to me flooding back um you know I, I went from like not knowing this about myself to knowing so much sexual abuse overly self-aware so much sexual abuse (laughs) and I was mad I mean I was so mad at God like why would you let this happen but also at the same time with my Lyme disease my doctors 
because I was such a bad case. They were like, you just need to do your trauma work. You need to do your trauma work. You need to do your trauma work. And I was like, I am, you know, like (laughs) I'm doing it. But it made, it, it made so much sense that, um, that that was hidden under all of it. That was, that that trauma was hidden under all of, you know, the physical ailments and all of that. So I'm mad at God. I'm not mad at God. I'm like, ugh. Like, I just, I can't, I, I, this is my worst nightmare. Um, this is literally my worst nightmare. And one night I have this like vision that God has just so graciously given me. And it's what I've held on to. And it's something that, I mean, I don't know if I'd still be doing the fight the way that I'm doing it if I hadn't got this vision and this visual. But I'm being abused. I'm like four, five in this vision. And Jesus is literally in the bed with me. And he has my, he has his hands, one of his hands over my eyes. And the other one, he's like stroking my head. Um, And he's whispering to me that it's all going to be okay and everything's all right. And that he's with me. And I'm, I mean, I'm crying, but I'm also listening intently to him. And, um. I remember asking him in the dream, in the or not the dream, the vision, like God, Jesus, would you remove your remove your hand? I'm ready to see so that I can process, so that I can deal with what's going on. Um, and after that vision, I got that about a month after I, you know, everything came flooding back, and uh, yeah, I. I don't know what, where I was going with that. I just lost my train of thought. No. Um, I, Holy Spirit, put it on my heart while you've been talking about it, but hopefully you remember put up. It was, God was saying that our trauma has a story. Yeah. Give, tells a story. Yeah. And you saying that, like, it almost brought tears to my eyes where I'm, I'm ready to see now. Yeah. And not only that, but I'm now comfortable enough with God to see that. I can trust him to know that I can go through that process. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can go through that process. But I know I have you to fall back on. Yeah. I know that I don't have to bury it anymore because you're God. <laughs> yeah. And we can do this together. Right. If I fall apart, you'll put me back together. Yeah. If I decide to close it up, you're okay with that because we can pick it up again. It's mm-hmm. I'm... It tells a story, not only about God's glory, but his love, his mercy, his compassion, the fact that we're his children, and that part where you told me like he was covering your eyes and just whispering into your ears, basically like, I'm your father and I'm here with you. You may not feel like I am, it may be, you're maybe going through the storm right now, you may be suffering, going through the trauma, but I'm here. And yeah. I, I want you to run to me. Yeah. Like, don't just sit there and bottle it. Like, run to me. Yeah. Um, like, for example, um, I remember a while ago, I 
was in the process of being molested, raped, whatever. Yeah. And while it's happening, I froze. And I told my friends about this, and like I said, they were like, why are you freezing, pushing, whatever. Like, you're just big girl, Angelique. Like, bro, you do, you lift weights. You're just all types of strong. Like, I see the way you are. And I'm just like, I froze. Yeah. And my first response was looking up at the ceiling, asking God, just be here with me. Yeah. Not only that, but forgive me and this person. Right. Because I, I put myself in that position. He warned me. I disobeyed his, his convictions. But be here with me. Forgive me and be here with me. And that moment of just, like you said, um, remove it. Let me just, let me see this. Right. Because I know I'm not going to, I'm not going to get through it without you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with me. Um, I do want to like uh, go ahead. Come back to you. You <laughs> women, men should be able to walk down the street completely butt naked and not get raped and not get molested. And the thing is, is that we. I mean, I can look back on on times where I was raped in college or after, and I'm like. God, like, Brooke, you're so dumb. Like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have gotten drunk. You shouldn't have done this. And it's like, nope. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you were drunk. And, like, doesn't matter if five minutes before you said, sure, let's do this. And then you now say, no, 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 no. It's, it's no. It's still a no. <laughs> and it, and it was a, it was, it's a no if you're completely blackout too, because not even just completely. I didn't even give it's consent. It's a no. It's a, con- there's no consent. And so I just want to affirm you that God is not looking at you like, oh, let me, that I need to forgive her. He wasn't, he's looking at you like, I can't, I am so mad that this is happening right right now. But I'm going to be with her. I I remember speaking to my friend about it because the what she told me though, I broke down because she was like, God was protecting you from it. Because I remember after that, it was like as if nothing happened. Mm -hmm. It was almost like the same, I spoke to my friend about it, um, losing my child. It was as if nothing happened. And the moment I came to God, that's when I cried. (laughs) Because it was like, Lord, um, I didn't feel guilt. I didn't feel shame. I didn't feel pity on myself. I didn't feel dirty like the last times. I didn't feel like I wanted to rip my uterus out or anything. Like I felt just like another day, like just okay. Yeah. And then when I came to God, it was basically my friend told me he was protecting you from that feeling. Yeah. Because he was like, you've done been through it so so much, but he's like, now that you've run, you're running to me. Right. I can just snatch it away in that very moment. Yeah. I can just put peace in your heart in that very moment. Yeah. We'll deal with it along the way when you're ready to face it. But right now, yeah, I don't want you to suffer from that. Wow. I don't want you to deal with that right now. Wow. I don't want you to dwell on it right now. Yeah. That's so profound. And it's just the way God sees trauma and our pain and everything compared to how the world would see it is just the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just in awe of it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, even when I, so for years, Mm -hmm. I've been praying to God, open my eyes and wonder, 
open my eyes and wonder God. And I didn't know what I was praying for or about. I was, I like, truthfully and honestly, I thought wonder was going to be rainbows and butterflies. I did not know that wonder is actually truth. God opened my eyes in truth. Snatched the veil off. And when he did that, it's like, and that's why I think that's what he was doing with you, mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to have to open her eyes to what actually happened to her, because if she holds on to this forever, it's just, it's going to eat her alive. And thank you, Holy Spirit. Continue. I'm sorry. Continue. No, go no, ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> Continue. I feel like you, you were you were going to say more. Um. Yeah, I mean, when we when we stuff down and stuff down and stuff down and stuff down, even if we you know, don't know that we're doing it, it, it comes out in other ways. Mm-hmm. It comes out in mental illness. It comes out in chronic illnesses. It comes out in cancer. It comes out in all these different myriad of ways. Relationships, friendships. Well, yeah. It's, it's these generational curses, curses. that we <laughs> hang on to. It, oh it gets God. passed down to our kids, and I'm just at the point of like, all right, it's gonna hurt. Mm-hmm. Whatever we're gonna do is gonna hurt, but I'm not gonna let my kid go through. I'm fighting these demons now. Exactly. Exactly. Um, going. I'm gonna go back to what I was holy spirit put on my heart. Yeah. But speaking on what you just said, a lot of my friends get shocked when I tell them that most of the women in my family and men were raped. Yeah, were molested. Went through the almost the same trauma as I did. Some of them went through drug issues like I did. Some of them went through self um, harm issues mm-hmm. like I did. Some of them got arrested and locked up, whatever. And people fail to realize like it is a generational thing. Like, and God, God is with you not only because He chose you to break the cycle. Yeah. But remember, if God is choosing you to break the cycle, what makes you think He's just going to leave you alone to break the cycle? Yeah. And also going back. To, um, I forgot how it came up, but basically of reminding, oh, like bearing it down. And if God doesn't show you for the longest, I was in a toxic relationship right. with a sociopath. And there was a lot of manipulation, a lot of love bombing, trauma in that relationship. And it got to the point where I only remembered the good. Yeah. Like, I would see the bad or whatever, but I would ignore it because I tried to convince myself that just to survive, to convince myself that he, he's broken too, you know what I mean? Like, he's a mess too. It's okay. Broken people hurt people hurt people. He's just bleeding on me at the moment. It's fine, whatever. Or pretty much trying to convince myself that I liked it. That when he would ghost me, it gave me my time I put the quotation, whatever. What's it called? These? Yeah, quotation, quotation marks. marks. I, it was my time to just reflect and be by myself. And in reality, I felt so rejected. Yeah. I felt so hurt. I felt, what did I do? And now here I am trying to win that love and affection back. And it got to the point where when I came to God, everyone's telling me, yeah, that was a soul tie, dude. <laughs> it's time to break it. You need to pray and bash over it. But the whole time I'm like, Lord, I want him. I want him. I want him. I heal yeah. him. Heal him. Pretty much begging God to heal him for me. Yeah. 
But then, like you said, when God snatched the veil and he's like, okay, that's what you want? Are you sure this is what you want? Because yeah. yes, there was good times when he manipulated and pretend, but what about the times where he was verbally abusive? Right. What about the times when he left you to be broken? What about the times he convinced you to kill yourself or encouraged it? Yeah. What about the times where even though you feel like it was a yes when it came to sex, it was not? What about those times? You know, like, I'm, I'm here with you now, and we're going to discuss this, though. This needs to be talked about. Yeah. Because now, I can't have you, when I do send your husband or whoever, or your friends, I can't have you, invalid, like my friend said, invalidating those feelings just because they are hurting, too. Wow. And it's, like, I feel like trauma and everything is not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Where it's like my friend told me, like my testimony, what I came from, right. it's gonna bleed through if I'm not healing properly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I saw this post on Instagram where it was like, don't just talk to somebody because they come from church, and not a lot of people are reacting. You know, church is the hospital, and not yeah. a lot of people are responding to the treatment. Yeah. And it's like when you're not responding to the the trauma help the what God's telling you in the sermons or even through friends or through scripture or through songs. It's like, you're just continuously bottling up. And he's like, at some point he's like, okay, I'm going to have to snatch that from you. Yeah. <laughs> like in the most gentle, loving way possible, because look around, you're bleeding on people. Right. Look around, you're, you're, you're pushing people away. Yeah. Because you just want to hold that so close to your chest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's bro. I think something that I and I don't want to get like super into it because I'm I was in a very like a uh, um, emotionally sexually spiritually abusive relationship mm-hmm. um, that I'm still dealing with. But one of the things that I would think about is well, I mean he has trauma too. Like he had childhood trauma too. Right. Like. Oh, he was abused just like me. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, maybe I could, like, help him find God because, like, that's what he actually really likes about me is is that light. Like, and you just make all these excuses for this person that's literally, like... My person used to call me an angel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. And so, um, I want to say that. And then, um... Girl, you're like talking and so I'm like, uh, say this, say this. Like I'm I'm like listening, but I'm also like, wait, wait. <laughs> no, whatever. Okay. Cause I know the ADHD in both of us. Whenever you feel like you need to interrupt, just we'll just come back to the car or whatever. Okay. Like, we'll just try to do it in the most polite way possible. Um but like you were saying with um just uh, what, what were you last saying? <laughs> <laughs> I like already forgot. Um, um Trauma and relationships. Yeah, okay. So, basically, I forgot what I was going to say again, but the response and the... The trauma responses? You want to just get to that? Yeah. Let's skip to trauma Let's skip to trauma responses. So, um... Like, don't bring it back to me if it's important. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I think I just want to kind of tell the story that we... Do I have time to do that? No, you're good, you're good. Okay. I just... Like to. I kind of want to get into the story that I was like 
talking to you about because I think that is a fantastic story to show our different trauma responses. Mm-hmm. Um, and trauma responses is something that I've like literally been doing so much work on trying to calm my freaking vagus nerve, which <laughs> is um, the one that's in control basically. So your amygdala is in your brain and it's like, hey, something's not good, something that's, something's not right, you need to fight, flight, or freeze. Right. You need to do Survive. something. And so a lot of us that have been through years of trauma, trauma at all, serious trauma, our, our amygdala is firing. And our, our vagus nerve is like, chill out, like going crazy. No? Go ahead. What were you it came back to me. I'm sorry. Okay, go. What well, basically, it? I was going to say this might hurt like a lot of people or like upset, a lot of offend, but just because you're hurt doesn't mean you get to hurt others. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's what God was trying to tell me because a lot of the time I was like, oh, he's been abused. He's been abused. But now you're abusing someone else. And then you're putting their abuse over yours. Mm-hmm. You're putting their pain I'm over like, yours. And he was beat. He was all of this. But I'm forgetting uh, the fact that I was beat. I was, you know, abused by my family. Who am I to invalidate that? Just because, yeah. oh, poor thing. You poor thing. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. And I was like, bro, that's going to probably upset a lot of people. But it needs to be said where just because you're hurt, it's time for you to heal. Yeah. Shut up and heal. Yeah. <laughs> like, like not well no no it I'm is gonna say that. shut up and heal it is, it is. Like, shut up and heal i mean uh, uh, like initially like yes mm-hmm. we need to love and and give space and and do the things that we need to do but if you're literally hurting people there is no there's no excuse for you there's no excuse you because, just chose to be the bad guy well <laughs> i I think about this, and I've had this conversation so many times. Mm-hmm. If a child, so say that a child, okay, no, an adult mm-hmm. is sexually abusing children, but they were abused as a child. Mm-hmm. You're just continuing the cycle. Are you continue? But did you have a choice? Hundred percent, you had a choice, bro. You have a choice. To go and get the help. Say you are attracted to a child. Mm-hmm. You have a choice you know to act wrong. on it. Exactly. You knew it was wrong because it didn't feel good when it happened to you. You have a choice. And <laughs> I can kiss you on your forehead right Literally, now. <laughs> I've had this fight. I've had this fight with people in treatment before where I'm like, no. Like, no. They don't get They don't get to just walk around and just being the... With a stink attitude, like... The victim. They like that's the thing with sociopaths. This the thing with the sociopath is they're the victim twenty four seven. The thing with most addicts, they're the victim. 24/7. I need to do this, and I'm gonna go and act like this because this makes me feel good. I was hurt, so I'm gonna hurt everyone else. But in reality, it's like you're just scared, bro. Admit yeah. it. Yeah, and like you just don't want it to happen again. I get that. Yeah, but pissing and on everyone i'm sorry but like peeing on everyone else and just hurting everyone else is not gonna fix that yeah yeah you're just creating more of you (laughs) we don't need that yeah we need less of you right but they can't they can't differentiate like that's what's so sad about sociopaths and psychopaths it's like realize how happy you'd be at the moment you just let that go they don't they can't they 
they literally they literally <laughs> they literally. cannot they don't literally. They, it's like something broke in them right and I like to see it as because being in the relationship with him like that's the point where I mirrored him mm. so that's like a lot of people put a, a a bad name to that there's like different ways you can mirror somebody and know where to manipulate manipulate them or yeah. mani- mirror them because you see you you may not respond to things their way so yeah. you're trying to understand them and you don't even realize you're doing it yeah. like there was an episode in girl meets world where her best friend mirrored her because mm-hmm. she liked this guy but she mirrored her in order to see because she never liked him but she wanted to see why did she like him and will he hurt her yeah and not only that but i told my friend this earlier where your love's um, love language might not be mine yeah. but if i see you're giving me gifts and everything i will respond with giving you gifts yeah i will resp- mirror you basically i will act like you whatever do whatever but it's basically because i want to get to know you from right. my inner place so with him that's the point where i was mirroring him right so the the not only were the soul tie there or the demons that he was facing are now my demons because we had sex but now i'm treating people like you are I'm acting like you are, posting like you are, mm-hmm. doing everything like you are. I'm hurting others and pretending like nothing bothers me like you are. And it got to the point where even as a sociopath, where they diagnosed me as, as a psychopath, but even in that place, I still had feelings. Right. So there's no excuse. I still had um, emotions of guilt or whatever, and it's, it, it's just I ignored them. Mm. Wait, you were diagnosed as that? Yes. Because you were acting like him? Or um, because no, you... No, growing up with the trauma and everything, the way I was acting... Got it, got it, got it. It was got younger it. that I was diagnosed with it. Younger. Um, but now that I've come to God, it's... You've done the work. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, coming to my friends now, it's like, guys, you have no idea. Like, I know a good amount of psychopaths right. and psychopaths, and you are not one of them. Right, no. So, um... So, it's all great oh lord god yeah but just sitting there and thinking like dude you have no excuse yeah whether it's in there or not like just the moment you bring it to god and i i stress that to him so much because he was like oh you're all holy now and i'm like no i've been a christian this whole time i was just lukewarm (laughs) for being honest i'm a bit lukewarm yeah i grew up on god but i just wasn't fully with god yeah and the moment i did he hated it because it's like that that happiness he wants mm-hmm. and it's too i guess stubborn to work for it yeah but just because you're traumatized doesn't mean you have to keep me there with you right and it's <laughs> it's a lot it's a yeah. lot yeah cuz like looking back at it now and from a healed place What I'm hearing is he's he was jealous of God. He was mm. jealous that something other than him had your attention. Mm-hmm. And and that's so narcissistic. But that was with my ex as well. And um, also my dog. My <laughs> service animal. <laughs> like my seven pound Yorkie named James Dean. Like had this guy in a fit like i'm like bro this he is like my day like james dean is like my day one my dog 
Like, he is, like, my everything. And when I was with him, I literally, like, couldn't even snuggle my own dog because he'd get mad at me. Mm-mm. Like, it's that <laughs> level of control that, like... Nothing can be on the pedestal of your... The, the throne of your right. heart but me. And, 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 and with him, like, it was <laughs> seriously... It was... I, I say this all the time. Like, being with him was one compromise at a time. Oh my gosh, I remember what I was going to say earlier. Say it. Okay. Before we forget again. <laughs> I have a question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like... I have a question. If the initial time that y'all had sex was a rape, can any of the times after that be counted be as rape? Cons- be considered not a rape? Okay. Because there's an implication at that point, especially if you grew up Christian. Now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> well, if you grew up Christian, you're only supposed to have sex with one person, right? So... Right. You know, I don't want to up my body count, so I might as well just stay with stay this with person, even though I, even though the first time was awful. not, I said no, I said I didn't want to do this or whatever. Like in my mind, I mean, I don't necessarily know if it's as deep as what I literally just said, as I... there can't, you can't ever like, but I, when you said it earlier, you were like, the sex wasn't what you wanted, like mm-hmm. it wasn't always consensual it was and i get that like it is like that i'm gonna get like so deep some people might like look at me really weird now but i spoke with god about this last night because i was reading a book and all honesty to god i was basically saying lord i have a bit of few kinks (laughs) when it comes to stuff like like to sex yeah and maybe it's because of what i've been through whatever we're not whatever but there's certain things I like in the bedroom. Right. And certain things that turn me on or whatever. And to some people, it may seem like abuse or whatever. Like mm-hmm. basically toe cleaning, whatever, being rough, whatever. Yeah. And in that relationship with him, he did some of those things, but a little more. Mm-hmm. To the point where I was uncomfortable. Right. And... Because I didn't speak up about it, I felt like I was being, you know, raped and I didn't enjoy it or whatever. Like, all the times me and him have had sex, I never enjoyed it. Yeah. Because I never really spoke out about to what I liked or whatever. And not only that, I didn't have the guts to say no. When it comes to sex, it was like... Perfect. Thank you, Lord. Being traumatized in that department... When it comes to sex, I now know, do not really know how to say no, or I'm anticipating finally being able to do it on my terms. But that never... It's... No. It's not going to come until <laughs> you get married. Exactly. Because it's... Which is why I'm so, like, excited. Like, some people may call it lust or whatever, but I'm just anticipating the fact where finally something so sacred is now on my terms. Something so beloved to God, something so cherished, you know, like God sees sex as marriage. Some people fail, like fail to realize that. Like it's not the white wedding and dress and everything. That's right. not what they, back, back in the day, he was like, I took her to bed, you know, like yeah, that she became my wife that night yeah. when we did that thing <laughs> in the right. sheets. Yeah. So, but now it's, 
oh no, I'm going to get married and then the wedding night is just between us and whatever. No, that's you and you and your partner coming before God and being like, this is, this is it. Yeah. This is the promise. Yeah. Which you created to become one. Yeah. This soul tie is now holy. You know what right. I mean? And it got to a point where, like you said, I did it only because I really liked him. Mm-hmm. I wanted to please him. Yes. And it was because I wanted him to stay. Mm-hmm. Not because I enjoyed it. Yeah. Not because I wanted it. Not because I, well, I did love him, I guess, but it wasn't really lust. It was yeah. more lust. And honestly, I wouldn't know if I could call that rape or, because honestly, I feel like he knew. Right. So I guess you could call it rape. But then again, it's like unknowingly consensual, if that makes sense. Because you're not even telling. You're not even saying anything. You're just... But then again, he knew it was wrong. Yeah. He knew how you felt about it. And still, I would say it would be manipulation then. Yeah. Because now you're so caught up in pleasing this person. Yeah. And they know that you'll do anything. 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 Because Bro. they've trained you to do... Groom. When I say this dude groomed me, you, you ever heard like Harley Quinn and Joker? Um, no. Okay, well, but I know the, who Harley Quinn is. I just in their relationship, she was so head over heels in love with him that she didn't even realize that one time he tried to kill her. Wow. Just to kill Batman. Hmm. He was he was in love with Batman, not her. Yeah. And in our relationship, it got to the point where I was so trauma bonded to him where. Yeah. I was willing to go on killing sprees. I never killed anybody that I know of, if I'm being honest, because I did do witchcraft or whatever. But I was so willing to do that. I was so willing to go to hell for him. So when I say anything, like, it was anything. Wow. So groomed to the point where I can understand why God was jealous of that relationship. Mm -hmm. I had this dude on the pedestal, like, making poems and everything so trauma-bonded because I just wanted someone there. Yeah. I just wanted him to be happy because yeah. if he's happy, I'm happy. Right. But I'm not really happy. Right. I'm freaking miserable. Right. But I'm not going to tell myself that Mm-mm. because at least I have someone there. Exactly. And that goes back to what is killing, what is killing me is keeping me alive. Mm-hmm. Or what is keeping me alive is killing me. That's what it is. Is what is keeping me alive is killing me. And that's the like. Uh, I've been there so many times because another thing I always say is red flags feel like home. Because mm-hmm. I'm so used to it. I'm so used to it. I'm, I'm so like everybody else is like leave. <laughs> like why are you still there? Like, I know how to respond to this. I know how to react to this. I know how to survive in this. Right. Even I'm, though it's killing me, it's do it and then like you know it's keeping me from actually killing me right <laughs> you know what I mean it's keep, yeah it, this is actually keeping me safer than if I just said I'm done I'm not doing this anymore I'm I, I'm walking well I can tell you right there the one one or two times I did try to do that one and a half days in I'm literally like all I can think about is killing myself. So yeah, of course I'm going to pick up the phone again and be like, hi, like, can I come over? I'm going to come see you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, for me, there was a time where I literally said, I, I can't do this because 
like I have to have my relationship with God and I feel like with you like I'm I'm losing that and and he walked like he was okay with it I mean not really he wasn't really okay with it but you know like it was at the beginning of our relationship where it was like we're still like putting on airs but the way that he responded to it was so gentle and so kind that I was like well maybe I'm wrong you know maybe I am wrong and I go running back (laughs) and it's like I don't know why but it's like when you go running back to a narcissist it's like they get like it's like it's like they get like 10 times stronger. No, like, yeah. Like in Pac-Man now they know, where they like... They know what, what, what's feeding you. Pac- yeah, Pac-Man where they like, they they supercharge Super, yeah. and then they're like, rah, and they're like no. 10 times, and they know. And it's you're like, reminding, you're letting, we're basically running back to them is letting them know I can't live without you. And they, that empowers them because yeah. it's like, oh, bet. Now I know I can just dangle that over you and you'll come running. Mm-hmm. I know how to feed you. I know what I, to do. I know the exact words, how to play at your heartstrings, your mind. Mm -hmm. And finally, like, leaving that situation and thinking about that fact where, like, dude studied me before Mm -hmm. I even, I posted something and that's how we met. Right. But before, like, it made me think before he even did that, responded to that, he was studying me. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, her favorite color is purple, whatever, her favorite color is orange. Like, it's, I'm talking, not even just that, like, studying yeah. trauma responses studying mm-hmm. what triggers her studying what she likes studying oh she's the type that wants to stay up on the phone she loves affection da, 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 da. okay i'm gonna use that over her yeah. withhold that from her yeah. like when some people fail to realize in sex like when you're withholding it from your partner that's a form of manipulation yeah where like you know um i'm gonna withhold this because i want something want you to do something right or I'm going to withhold it because I want a response from you. And that's exactly how they are. And it's... But you have to be ready to give it at any given second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, oh, you don't love me. Yeah, you don't care about oh, me. Oh, you don't care about me? And then you're like... Oh, you like, think you're too good? You're like, you know, once in a freaking blue moon, like... Gaslighting the kind of want to have sex. Like, and they're like... No. You're so needy. Day. Like and you're like you're like what like I'm I I do this for you like this is all for you dude <laughs> like what are you talking about um yeah that's like a no. lot of this I'm like skirting on the things that I kind of don't want to say as far as like whatever you're not comfortable this. with yeah, just, yeah um but yeah it's like. For me, it's not that I don't want to say them. It's just that I, I'm, do, I'm doing those the work around right. that. Still, um, my heart is still. I don't want to leave here and have to do like, you know, <laughs> some, some go get a forty. And no, I'm just kidding. I just have a little therapy session. Could you imagine a little blonde girl just like out in the street, like drinking, like, like Lord, 40. this woman brought me to her <laughs> house and brought all this crap up. <laughs> But no, um, bro, I really feel like we should do, like, more talks about this, like, a part two or something. Yeah, Cause this, part two for sure. Yeah, because it's getting mighty long, but I, God's like, just whatever, people yeah. will listen. But people will. People don't, we don't talk like this openly enough. No. 
Um, I, I so many times I've told my Christian friends this where we need to be more honest. Mm-hmm. How do you expect someone to want to come to God and think, oh, I'm broken. God's not going to love me or I'm this. How do you expect them to think that that's okay, that they can just come to God as they are, yeah. come as you are, if you're hiding what you are? <laughs> like talk about it i'm just perfect i'm just this great christian i read my bible i go to church i go to whatever da, da, da. and then god's like okay but you're going to church but you're leaving your depression right here uh, you're going to church but you're leaving your sexual abuse here at the house you're going to church but you're leaving the struggles you've been going through this whole week here yeah with your cat yeah you're going to church but it's with a smile on your face when in reality you're not here to please them you're here for me right god being but and I feel that. I feel all of that. But there's so many... T- like, it's be- we do that as a way to protect ourselves. Because... And I know, like, I am that person for the longest time that I come in and I'm like... Especially when... I, like, I had seven years of isolation. Mm-hmm. And when I decided that I was going to start going to church and I was going to start doing life in front of other people I was a literal wreck because I had been alone right and I'm like like everything felt so big so I'd be like every week I'd come in and I'd be like my mom looked at me sideways and literally I can't like and you know and you're just crying and and, but it's like we don't you know eventually it's gotten much better Mm -hmm. but I think like, I always felt like, and, and maybe this is just my own, my own problem, my own things, but, like, I always felt like Christians were looking at me like, God, get, your, get it together. Get it together. Get it together. Like, we don't come in here and bring our problems. And it's like, but, but maybe you, you should. <laughs> like, I don't care about your old neighbor that whose cat ran away. I don't care. What's going on with you? Your right. life isn't perfect. What's happening? I don't want to know about your cousin's girlfriend that I don't care. Tell me what what you're going through. Right. Um because I can't con- and I'm How am I going to per- connect with you, right? I'm the person that's like tell me about your childhood. Like I could literally sit here all night long having this Oh, we're going to stop this and do another one if you want. Deep of a conversation. <laughs> it's like, bro, yeah, no, 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 I no. told you God is like just yeah. feeling, but no, continue. That's great. I'm about to, to blow some minds right now. But, but, um, but no, like literally I could talk about this all day long and I, I, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a relational person. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want the fluff. I don't want the like small talk right i hate small talk I like just, if i ask you how your day is don't tell me good send the freaking paragraph yeah i want <laughs> I, I want, want the paragraph. i asked because i wanted to hear <laughs> people respond with good i'm just like ugh. i'm like liar liar i'm like even if it was good why why exactly like oh my gosh god bless you today da, 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 da. but continue because yeah. yeah tell me about your childhood Tell me who hurt you. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your parents. What happened? Like, you know, that's what I want to hear. Let so me know how I can relate to you. Exactly. Let me know how I can help you. Be of service to <gasps> you. Yes. How can I love you the right way? If you're not telling me what you don't like, what we do like, what are like. Then I don't know where I stand with you. 
because I don't know if I'm doing it right. Exactly. <laughs> and there's some things that might either. trigger you that might not me. So right. I, I need to know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, perfect. Okay, so I'm going to say this because it's been the weight on my heart. Like, Get it? God, oh my gosh. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Basically, church, and this, this goes for all the Christians who like to hide and keep their problems to their breastplate, breastplate the, the, the armor. Yeah. Church is where you go to meet God. Church mm-hmm. is a hospital for broken people. Yeah. It's a hospital. So you as a patient, you're going to the hospital. Yeah. Why are you leaving your cuts and bruises and scrapes at home? Wow. Why are you hiding them? How can the doctor fix them if you're hiding them? Right. How can the nurses and people in service and everything fix them if you're hiding them? Right. How can the other patients know that that's a good hospital, mm. that that's going to cure it all, if you're hiding it? Yeah. So good. So good. And like, Lord just said that to me, and I'm like, for the longest, we're all like, you know... You know, church is for the broken, church is this, I'm not perfect, da 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 But then you go to church and you go out into the world and not only are you acting like the world, mm. but you're pretending like you didn't just come from church. Broken, <laughs> crying, on your knees, like... Or that moment where you just had that moment in the worship set, in the shower, worshiping. But now, I'm just gonna go out and like, as if, oh, I don't need God, basically. Yeah. Guys, my cats are like everywhere, and like, one this of them is craving loves, attention. This cat loves me. Um, it, I don't know if it does or not, but uh, what, what when you were saying that, I would rather be around a Christian that's caught in the club that's gonna talk about God mm-hmm. and like because. At least for I know a, you're not perfect. For a hot minute, like, <laughs> if you're at, like, for a hot minute, I was that person. Like, I go to the club. Not the club. Like, I haven't been in a club since I was, like, 18 years old. Right. But I go to a bar or whatever, and I just literally start talking about God to, like, anybody who could listen. Because I was, I was so scared to be around. I needed community. I needed people around me. But I was so scared to go to a church. Um, So, yeah, I make a lot of really weird, well, huge mistakes for sure. Like, I'm not even going to lie. But also, really, like, people would be so interested in me. Like, who is this person that's talking about God? Because I I think they knew I meant it. Because my home life was... Jesus, 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 Jesus. Like, I was just trying to get attention. But what I'm saying is, I would, I think I would rather be around that person than the person that is, like, at church and they read their Bible, but they're fake as hell. Dollhouse Christians is what I like to call them. Ooh, love that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, I'm sorry, but um, no one's perfect except for Jesus. Mm. So, why would I want to be around someone who's not only invalidating the trauma I've been through, invalidating everything, just making me feel like I'm just this broken human being that I, 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 clearly God can't fix me because, well, he fixed you and you're fine and you know, you're good, but here I am still struggling, vibing, whatever, and you're just, you're happy every day for some reason. You're just 
always happy. Oh my gosh, every time I see you, not like envious of your happiness, but every time I see you, it just seems like you're perfect. Mm. Yeah. So how can I relate? Right. Clearly, um, I'm not doing something right. Clearly, I'm, I'm just... I'm incapable of being fixed, I guess. Yeah. Or I'm trying to think of a way where it's like... <laughs> you're perfect. Clearly, you're going to go to heaven, I guess. Because, yeah. you know... Then where does that leave me? Right. Because yeah. here I am coming to church crying every every time literally <laughs> literally boo crying because god your love and kindness and mercy is just great and oh <laughs> is it still recording it's still recording the cat the cat literally knocked down my phone but um uh yeah so i have an orange cat so i'm gonna just say that He's, yeah it's a kitten it's like a month and a half old and it's so it's a cute. crackhead right now it's li- <laughs> like it was asleep this whole time and it just like poked its little head out and he's He's like, I'm awake. I'm ready to cause havoc. Chaos. <laughs> <Damn, laughs> always. But, yeah, like, let's just, let's let's stop pretending. Yeah. Oh. oh, what? You were going to say I thought you meant this. I was like, yeah, we can start with that. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, let's stop pretending. Yeah, let's, let's stop pretending and let's, bro, I'm not saying walk around and go trauma dump on everybody right. because, of course, I have discernment, but... Let's stop pretending that you don't have problems or issues or trauma or or you're not suffering. God says, oh, thank you. I've spoke to my friend recently. God said one of the fruits of the spirit is suffering. So how do you think that makes me feel? If you're calling yourself a Christian or whatever, but you're not suffering with me. Yeah. <laughs> how is that possible? Like, I'm not saying I want you to, but well, make it make sense. Christ, you know is a man of sorrows. Mm -hmm. Jesus was a man of sorrows. Yes, he had to have been the funnest, coolest, greatest guy ever. ever Because, and he was probably full of, I mean, he had the fruits of the spirit. So, Mm -hmm. um, joy, peace, love, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and Mm self-control. He had all that, but the Bible also says he is a man of sorrows. So he had so many there's times. a tension. There is a tension and Jesus wept. Jesus did like yeah, it's, he there's a tension. He was able to hold both. Mm-hmm. He was able to be all of those fruits of the spirit. But he also cried and was sad and held the weight of the world at the same exact time. He know he knew he's omnip- he's omnipotent. So he knew every sin happening. He knew everything, every lie, every rape, every everything, every murder. He knew it all. And he was still like a, a joyful person. So we have to have both. Right. And, and, and we're kidding ourselves if we think that we can only live, just be joy. live in the lane of joy. It's just... It's just not. It's just not. My, and it, it bothers me too because sometimes as a Christian woman coming like, you know, from that traumatic past, there's times where I sit there and that existential dread hits me so yeah. hard because I'm like, dude, some of us are going to hell. <laughs> some wow. of us are going to heaven. That person on the street, I I don't know how to get through to them because they're not letting me and I, I like, 
we're all one day jesus is gonna part that sky and it's it's gonna be done over yeah. not like and it just hits so hard to the point where it's like okay um lord i know i'm not in control yeah but like give me peace in this moment because everyone else is smiling like it's just a happy moment and here i am like uh everyone's just smiling like yeah. this is the happy moment yeah but moral of the story like <clears throat> trauma can be a beautiful thing and it also it can be ugly but most importantly It is kind of beautiful for different if, if thinking about it, cause bro, like I said, God is with us. Mm-hmm. The church is is the hospital. Mm-hmm. Run to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Run to it. Like, <laughs> like the father ran to his child. Run yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. when I came to God, bro. Uh, people laugh at me about this, but in my head, I thought I'm stripping the whole world off. Even though I was like butt naked in the in the like actually butt naked, but in my head I'm stripping the world off me, the clothes, the jewelry. I can't snatch my tattoos off, but it, I wanted to strip it all off because it's like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> I I just want that the creator that created all of this. Yeah. You can't tempt me like with um. I saw a post earlier. I feel like we should probably do a part two about this because yeah, uh, there's like so much. Let's just, the, kitten, <laughs> the kittens are awaking. Yeah. I have to pee. Sorry. And <laughs> so moral of the story, we're going to talk about just the beauty and, and the, the darkness of trauma. And yeah. without like, further ado, yeah. Beauty right. Without too. further ado, we're going to put a little pit in this. Skirt, skirt, and yeah, this was like an hour, <laughs> but yeah, great, and an hour of beauty and truth, an hour of knowledge, amen. So, all right, um, I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>